the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. It's Friday. It is June 25th. And folks, a rare day to celebrate. And I'm going to take credit of this. As many of you know, we've been following the story about illegals getting driving privileges in Rhode Island. And I've had on Terry Gorman quite a bit. And I started working the phones and contacting different representatives and looking at different angles of this. And I started hearing that this was not going to be successful in the House. And then lo and behold, boom, it was not successful in the House. It stalled. It was in the Senate, but it is stalled in the House. And uh, people like Anastasia Williams and even Lieutenant Governor, they were upset and they're protesting. But the fact of the matter is, and, and I think it, it stands to reason, they said, you know, this is going to be a big burden on the registry of motor vehicles, and we're not prepared for that, and they'd have to hire more people, and there'd have to be additional money put forward to this. This could be over $2 million to have the proper number of people that would be processing all this, and it's not as simple as they think it's going to be. And boom, lo and behold, it's stalled in the house at the state house and then the budget passed so boom now they're claiming it may come back in the fall folks that gives us more time to rally but the good news listen strike up the band this is a reason to celebrate that uh at least the driving privileges for illegals will take our victories where we can get them has in fact stalled and then now we have time to recalibrate and come back to it now i also want to point you in the direction of the website to petro.com i have the video up of the encounter off-duty Pawtucket police officer several videos one on him where he's the course of nature doing his job and then um, the other one though is this encounter that happened I don't understand what happened you have three 18 year old teens you can read the story I have the video up um, this was that shooting so he basically was off-duty Pawtucket police officer in plain clothes which I don't understand so he said he was coming from a detail details end late afternoon there's two types of police details you do one during the day and then you do one a lot of times sometimes they do one at night at like a nightclub or something so but this is so he's leaving Pawtucket around seven o'clock and then because it's close to eight o'clock believe it or not Pawtucket to that part of 95 that's that's about a 45 minute ride he's in plain clothes which means he changed out of his police uniform why would you change out of police uniform maybe you were going somewhere after the detail not sure where that may be uh and then he encounters these three 18 year old teens uh 18 years old they are unarmed they're gonna watch nba basketball they order a pizza they go to walmart they pick up some snacks they're going back to then go pick up their pizza and then they're gonna watch the nba game there was a pizza right there in their name waiting for them and then suddenly he comes barreling in after them you can see the video and he leaps out of the car he's got his gun out he's got his badge out the driver panics they they see a guy in a white truck in plain clothes i don't know if they even see the badge but see the gun start to back up he leaps on the hood of the car the off-duty protective police officer daniel dolan and fires in and strikes the driver shooting him in his arm who he doesn't even realize in everything going on that that he's been shot drives further down the road there's two other passengers in the car this off-duty police officer is very fortunate that he did not in fact kill anyone he could have killed someone they're unarmed they're backing up he's following them i don't understand this story i think there's more to it unfortunately um folks my prediction is you're going to see this protective police department under the microscope and everyone's going to get a closer view 
Um, I'm already hearing that this particular officer might be known a little bit. Maybe he had some other run-ins with the law, and then maybe they let him go. But I have a lot of questions. The Attorney General's office is handling this. Um, this seems to be a much different story than what we initially heard Wednesday night, which when I was at the press conference on Wednesday night at 11 o'clock, um, we were basically being told that that it's possible that maybe it was like self-defense or they followed him. And I didn't know there were two, a driver and two passengers, three 18-year-old kids going to get a pizza, watch the NBA playoffs, and uh, unarmed and get shot by an off-duty Pawtucket police officer. I, you can see the video on DePetro.com. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional? has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Outside your home, let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter. Call Bethel Certified Softwash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Softwash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. Listening to the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, the big day has arrived. VP Harris headed to the border. Joining us right now, we've spoken to him in the past. He's terrific. Wrote a great piece about this. Does Harris know where the crisis is? Is from from the GOP? It's Tommy Piggott. Tommy, what is? Um, let's first talk about. I love your piece. Does Harris even know where the crisis is? Yeah, well, I think the big thing that even Democrats are saying is that she's not headed to where the heart of the crisis is. So, to El Paso, which is a politically friendly district. And that's the Rio Grande Valley, where you have 128% more border apprehensions in May than in El Paso. So the real question is, is a drop in borders are enough? Is someone that spends three months avoiding the border and then decides finally to head there, but avoid the heart of the crisis, is that enough? 
And I think it's not. And even Democrats are saying it. Tommy, how much do you think of uh, Vice President Harris going to the border? How much do you think it's motivated by the fact that President Trump and some other members of the Republican Party are headed there for next Wednesday? Well, I think a big part of it is the attention that Republicans are bringing to it. I mean, she did not want to go to the border, as evidenced by the fact that she didn't go. So I think the more that Republicans draw attention to this, the more Harris has to address it. But it's not just Republicans. It's people living in these communities. It's even Democrats. So I think a lot of this pressure is all culminating in the fact that she has to go to the border and has to address it because it has real consequences for Americans living there. Folks, again, we're speaking with Tommy Piggott, who is the Rapid Response Director for the Republican Party. Tommy, if you don't mind, I, I just I still don't think people fully understand how things have exploded at the border the past few months, uh, whether they like it or not. It's it's the Biden administration. They own this. I think it was very telling when uh, the Vice President Harris was in Guatemala and he said it was the family reunification that really you know was driving so many people coming over but um it, people hear the board is difficult but then other stories bubble to the surface but it is it is absolutely inundated and it's getting worse now that the warm summer months are here well that's exactly it i mean you saw 180 border encounters in may that's a 21 year high but the thing is when you say 21 year high Sometimes people think it's a spike, just a recent this month, but it's been a 21-year high for the past three months. This is an ongoing crisis. Each month is getting worse and worse and worse, and they're not doing anything to solve this crisis. And it's not just the number of encounters that matters. It's also the illegal activity that's spurring it. You have a record or a historic amount of fentanyl coming over the border. Texas alone, in the first four months of 2021, uh, seized 21.5 million lethal doses of fentanyl at the border. That's just Texas. And that's having ramifications across the country. So it's not just the number of encounters, which is a massive problem, but it's also the criminal activity it's spurring, which you're seeing in huge numbers drug smuggling, human trafficking, all across the border, but also in communities across this nation. Now, Tommy, um, talk a little bit. What, what exactly is, do you think is she going to accomplish simply by visiting the border? And to me, it's just like a photo op. Well, that's the thing about where she's going. I mean, I think going to see where a crisis is happening is extremely important. That's one of the reasons why you know, Republicans have been going down. It's because that is important. But the thing is, like we talked about a little a little bit ago, this isn't where the crisis actually is happening. This is one of the lesser sectors when compared to the Rio Grande Valley, where you have 128% more apprehensions. So to your point, a drop-in is not enough from a border czar. We need someone that's actually dedicated to solving this problem. That's not going to go to the border once for a few hours in a politically friendly district, but someone that's going to go down there again and again and actually listen to the people that are suffering under their policies. And better yet, how about they change their policies in the first place, right? I mean, going down there and saying, you know, trying to gaslight your way and say, oh, we're doing great when you're not is not nearly enough. She needs to go to the border where it's actually this crisis is actually happening. And then Biden needs to reverse his policies that created the, the crisis in the first place. Folks, again, we're speaking with uh, Tommy Piggott of the GOP. Tommy, you know, another angle is the fact that the vice president has waited. I mean, today, the big story is this building collapse in, in Miami where there there is four dead. There's 159 missing. I, I, I mean, isn't. Wouldn't that make more sense if the vice president, if they want to send her out somewhere and be where, like, kind of where the center of the news is? Her trip to the border is being overshadowed by this terrible tragedy that's unfurling where, let's let's face it, you know, they, they're trying to hope for survivors. The death count will continue to rise. This is more than 24 hours later. You still have 159 missing. And, and you know, why is she going to the border? I Don't you... Isn't her whole trip maybe going to be eclipsed by the fact of this tragedy that's unfolding in South Florida? Well, first of all, my heart goes out to families, um, and I hope that these people are found and that they're okay. Um, but it is truly a disaster, and it's devastating. And I think, to your point, it kind of goes to show – I mean, Joe Biden yesterday, for example – was speaking to the press um, and taking questions afterwards, and he forgot to even mention the tragedy down That's there. That's right. He, 
So it kind of shows that they're not really prioritizing the struggles the American people are facing. And, you know, this is one of the things the president has to do is has to go down and be with people and help people and be a, be a source of hope and inspiration um, in times of trouble. And this is just another example of where they're not doing that. And for all the credit the administration tries to get, the uh, media, mainstream media tries to give this administration, it kind of flies in the face of facts. They try to say this administration is great at empathy. They're showing no empathy right now for the people in Florida. Yeah. Um, and that's just demonstrated by the fact that Joe Biden forgot about it, literally forgot about it. That's it's a great terrible. point. That is a great point. And if anything, all right, so she's going down to the border, but you have real Americans in, in, that are suffering with this tragedy. And Tommy, also, now President Biden is going to meet with the president of Afghanistan. What if, I mean, it was the vice president that basically saved him yesterday and reminded him, hey, you've got to mention the tragedy that's happening with this building collapse in Miami. Who, who's going to whisper to him today if he forgets to mention something? Well, you hope that, well, it just kind of, it does go to show to the fact that Joe Biden has been fumbling and bumbling his way through these press conferences, fumbling and bumbling his way through these meetings. And it is an embarrassment to, for himself, but more importantly for the country. And it has real impacts on policy. Um, and then just to your earlier point about, you know, Kamala Harris's trips to the border being overshadowed. Honestly, a borders are going to the border should not be a newsworthy event. Right. The fact that it is, it shows their astonishing failure to address this crisis. Shows their, going back to the empathy point, amazing lack of empathy for the families and the communities, the border communities, their amazing lack of empathy for encouraging even illegal immigrants to make this extremely dangerous journey. The only people benefiting are cartels and criminal organizations. Yep. But it goes to show that, you know, it's, it's, it's Biden's fumbling and bumbling is not only embarrassing for the uh, blunders he makes and for the stuff he forgets, but is also having real impacts impacts on policy. They're not paying attention to those impacts and consequences, and they're not adjusting course to actually solve the crises that they're creating. You know, that's an excellent point. Uh, it, sh it should be routine and almost non-newsworthy if the VP in charge of the border crisis, if, if she were going to the border frequently and oftenly, it, it would be, you know, when, when the boss finally comes into the office he normally doesn't stop and take a photo with the receptionists and greet people like, hey, here he is. Look, he's at the I mean, it actually should be a complete non-newsworthy event that the person in charge of the border is actually visiting the border. Exactly. I mean, we don't need to drop in borders are like I was <laughs> right. saying earlier. Yeah. You know, it's like you need someone that's actually dedicated to solving this problem. And the fact that it's so newsworthy shows that she's not. And not to mention, she spent two or three days in Central America and Mexico, spending a few hours at the border, not even where the worst of the crisis is, mm. that's not nearly enough. Um, and then ultimately, when she actually hopefully goes to where this crisis is actually happening, they need to change their policies. So regardless of how many photos she takes, she needs to go to where this crisis is actually happening, needs to see the impacts, actually listen to the Americans suffering under them and then change their open borders agenda because it's not helping anyone except for the cartels and criminal organizations raking in record profits. Folks, again, he is Tommy Pickett, who is GOP Rapid Response. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, mega truck and trailer repair as i said commercial trailers diesel equipment free estimates fhwa inspections and rhode island state inspection station trailer pickup and delivery 24-hour mobile service serving rhode island and massachusetts it's mega truck and trailer repair call them today 508-336-2110 24-hour mobile service and also abs repairs brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799.
That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J. Cannell Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J. Cannell Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm, it'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J. Cannell Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Remember, with JKL, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial, in the wintertime. JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today for Light for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600. It's JKL Engineering. Listening to the John DePietro Show, folks, weekdays on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Very significant Supreme Court decision regarding. Now, folks, there's this story regarding two California fruit farmers. And the person that's going to walk us through it, because it is, in fact, this is a big blow to organized labor, which, as many of you know, have such a, a grip and stranglehold on life here in New England. Joining us right now is Chris Kayser, who's the Pacific Legal Foundation attorney. Chris, it's the John DePietro Show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Chris, if you could uh, walk us through just a little bit, uh, from what we understand, these two California fruit farmers represented by the Pacific Legal Foundation. Yeah, so back in 1975, uh, the United Farm Workers succeeded in getting the uh, California to pass the Agricultural Labor Relations Act which gave new powers to a board called the Agricultural Labor Relations Board, which passed what they call the Access Regulation, which allowed uh, union organizers to come on to uh, private agricultural uh, employer property for three hours a day, 120 days a year, in order to uh, basically recruit union support. That's been on the book since 1975, uh, it was challenged in the California courts and the California Supreme Court in a 4-3 decision back in 1976 that it was constitutional. But uh, it's continued to be enforced against uh, against California farmers. And so in 2015, um, Cedar Point Nursery had a, uh, a up in Doris near the Oregon border, had a run-in with United Farm Workers when the union organizers and activists came onto their property at five in the morning in the middle of the harvest uh, with bullhorns and yelling with signs. And uh, it was more more of an intimidation uh, campaign than it was an, an information drop. And at that point, Cedar Point decided uh, they, they, they'd had enough with this and they, and they sought out our help to challenge it. And a similar thing with Fowler Packing in, in Fresno, they uh, were uh, for three days, for three days, the union tried to take access, and they denied uh, the union access. And the union uh, brought them to, before the ALRB on an unfair labor practice charge. So they joined our case for that reason. Folks, again, we're speaking with Chris Kieser, who's the Pacific Legal Foundation attorney, this incredible uh, Supreme Court ruling in favor in, of the, the two California fruit farmers. Chris, number one, it's amazing this has been going on since 1975, but just the fact that they were allowed that amount of time, um, union organizers could access the farm 100 days a year to meet with employees. I mean, it seems like so over the top in abuse. Yeah, so if they file a notice, they uh, they get to access to eat any farm for three hours a day for four 30-day periods. Huh. So it's 120 days a year. If they, and they, they, not all the unions take all of that time. 
that they have that time if they want it. Uh, and, and under the federal uh, National Labor Relations Act, the Supreme Court has recognized that there is a narrow scope of access for union organizers to come onto private property, but it only applies when the employees are otherwise unreachable, which basically is only when they live on the employer on the employer's property, which is really not a common thing anymore. So today, uh, California's regulation continues to apply, you know, for thirty day for four thirty day periods, three hours a day, you know, even even though there's really no need for that kind of access and intrusion into into private property anymore. Now, Chris, what what type of ramifications could this have uh, around the country? Well, the the precedent that Cedar Point sets is an important one for property owners across the country. What Cedar Point says, what the Supreme Court said in Cedar Point, is that it, the government cannot take an easement across your property by for uh, giving third parties or the government access to continually come on your property without paying for it, even if that easement doesn't give the uh, the, the beneficiaries twenty four seven access. The Ninth Circuit in our case had held that that it, that that the uh, regulation was not a taking because it did not allow the organizers to come onto the property 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. The Supreme Court rejected that, saying the same treatment applies even if it's 364 days a year, or in our case, 120 days a year. The scope of the intrusion goes to the amount of compensation that the property owner would be owed, but it does not uh, make, it doesn't preclude a takings claim. Folks, again, we're speaking with Chris Kieser, Pacific Legal Foundation attorney. And Chris, how, how long has the Pacific Legal Foundation, how long has this, this case been in the works? Well, we filed this case, I think, back in February of 2016. The, the intrusion at Cedar Point happened in October of 2015. Uh, so that was when we started, uh, we started uh, getting the case together, and I think we filed in district court in February of 2016, then we lost there, went to the Ninth Circuit, and we waited uh, two years for an opinion after argument. And then we, uh, wow. then we, then we sought rehearing at the Ninth Circuit before all the Ninth Circuit judges, and uh, we got a great dissent from Judge Akuta, which really convinced the Supreme Court to take the case. Huh. Um, and Chris, what what about you know? Especially here in the Northeast, where the you know or, organized labor has such a stranglehold on the economy, I, I constantly field reports of people saying that a lot of the you know the union representatives they they don't hold a normal job with whatever it's supposed to be. It's because then they have so much liberty to take time off because they're doing union work or union organizing. And I hear you know that's it's just a consistent theme that these people get paid basically to organize against those that they're supposed to be working for. And that's a real problem, especially when it's public employees. Uh, I've seen cases around the country. I don't think we've been involved in any of them, but where, uh, you know, union uh, workers have been paid to work on city or, you know, county or municipal time. And that, I think there's a case out of Phoenix uh, where the Phoenix police union uh, had to stop doing that. So that's, I mean, that's, that's a big problem. I don't think that this case will affect that at all because that's not a, uh, those, those people are employees of, of the, uh, the government. So they're, they're entitled to be there and it's of the company, but it's the, it's unfortunate when it's, you know, public money going towards paying for these union activities. Yeah. And, um, and as far as, uh, Cedar Point Nursery and, I don't think people sometimes understand just how many workers are needed um, in, in you know, the state of California or even, you know, farther northern California, Washington State and so forth. There's huge amounts of workers that they need to, whether it's harvest apples or in this case, the Cedar Point Nursery. So th this sounds like this could be um, a very, this has been a very important precedent set for a lot of those individuals. Certainly, the United Farm Workers views the view the access regulation as extremely important to uh, their existence. So, uh, a lot of the commentary coming out is that it's going to hurt them a lot. Although, you know, our our clients, the employees are at Cedar Point and Fowler, 
really uh, have no need for a union. So they, you know, they, uh, for the most part, were rejecting the union uh, tactics. And that's part of the reason, I think, why the uh, UFW staged that protest at Cedar Point, because they weren't able to convince the employees in another way that they needed to join a union. Before I let you go, would you just share with us, uh, from time to time we hear stories of organized labor, some of the unions and some of the abuses in California. I know that sometimes some of the lifeguard uh, perks have actually been in the news. Um, a- anything that you can share with us that, that again, it's it's something that other people in uh, other parts of the country would not be familiar that maybe for you it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's like a yawn for some people, but that you think other people around the country might find interesting? I mean, there's a lot of things I think about California that, that uh, uh, the California law that other people would, would find surprising. But, I mean, uh, generally speaking, uh, labor unions, and especially public sector unions, have a lot of power in California. I don't know about anything specific that um, that I can point to at this point that's related to our work, but that uh, I mean, we, we didn't take this case specifically uh, because of the union aspect, we took it because of its potential to set precedent in in property rights in general, and, and I think we we succeeded at that, and we will prevent states from using their power to force uh, force any property owner to host people that, that they don't want on their property. Folks, he is Chris Keezer, Pacific Legal Foundation attorney. Chris, again, congratulations. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie. And it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins. Herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy reflexology, Pilates, folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning you know many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down the licensed arborists with yankee tree service they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401 
439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, two big cases came down from the Supreme Court. If you don't mind, uh, can we start with the it's interesting with the cheerleader who initially seemingly was in a lot of trouble because of her posting on social media. And it's it made its way all the way to the Supreme Court. And in some ways, they certainly agree was treated or the situation was handled. This is a very interesting case that um, made its way, as you say, all the way to the Supreme Court. The, the basic facts are young ladies, a freshman in high school, she tries out to become a cheerleader. She doesn't make the cut, um, so she doesn't get picked for the varsity team. So out of school, on her own social media or Snapchat or one of these accounts, using a lot of F words, says F school, F cheerleading, F softball, F everything. That gets back to the school administration and they decide that she would be um, uh, punished and suspended from doing any cheerleading for an entire year. I guess she was cheering then for the, for the JV squad or something. So her punishment is that she's suspended from cheering for the entire year. She appeals that decision through the courts, saying that the school administration um, abused uh, their, their power and that they violated her First Amendment rights to free speech. And lower courts generally agreed that she had been treated improperly. And the U.S. Supreme Court, in large part, um, agreed saying, you know, you don't surrender your free speech rights when you walk into a schoolhouse. Um, and you certainly don't surrender your free speech rights when you're posting on social media, not during school hours and not on school grounds. So it, it's largely a victory for the First Amendment and free speech rights. Although the court did carve out that there are some exceptions Although this young lady could be on her own time, on her own social media platforms, F-bombing you know, things about school and cheerleading and sports, et cetera, the court said, although she can do that, um, it's not unlimited free speech. If there's cyberbullying going on by someone who's not on school grounds but is undertaking into a course of cyberbullying or threats to teachers or, you know, off off-campus, on their own time, is involved in uh, online cheating, things of this nature, then that's where um, the school's ability to um, dole out punishment for these types of practices would trump this free speech rights of students. Um, but it's, a, it's an interesting case because it's... it's I don't know want to say it's a small issue, but it's interesting that this case with this type of punishment, because it's a First Amendment case, you know, legitimately found its way all the way to the Supreme Court for determination on what constitutes a student's rights to free speech when off campus. I, I find it interesting, however, that the Supreme Court's talking about this young lady's free speech rights, but... There are many cases in school, you know, the court said your right to free speech does not stop when you enter the schoolhouse. But oh. it seems around the country, if you if you wander into school wearing a, uh, a T-shirt with an American flag on it, that can be seen as provocative. Or if you have on a MAGA hat, that's provocative. Although those would, in my view, be both not examples of um, necessarily something inflammatory or provocative, but free speech. But um, perhaps those cases should take a whack at getting up to the Supreme Court because that type of free speech and free expression is being um, um, muzzled and um, cut off and threatened by school administrations all over the country. It's interesting how one um, course of conduct seems to pass muster and another type of conduct seems to get shot down and with really no pushback or criticism across the board. And what was Tim? Tim God, what was the the other big Supreme Court case? The cheerleader, and then the other one that um, 
has some implications now, but really significant long-range implications, is the uh, case with the NCAA and how um, student athletes are treated. This this is going to be, this is the first shoe to drop. There's another shoe that will be dropping. It has not yet dropped, but it will. Um, The Supreme Court in a, um, and by the way, the um, case with the young lady cheerleader that was an eight to one decision. Yeah. So again, we talked about this, I think last week or the week before how the media is, oh, it's a six, three conservative court. Um, this, this was an eight to one decision. Mm. Um, the, the case here with the uh, NCAA and, and yeah. the stu- college athletes, I believe it was a nine, nothing decision, which is almost wow. unheard of. So, mm. you know, this doctrinaire court that we're all led to believe is out there. Um, not necessarily the case. A lot of these cases this year have um, had very strange bedfellows in terms of the justices who are on the same side of some of these issues. It's not the normal, you know, presumptive 6-3 or 5-4 decisions that the media keeps telling us we should be expecting. In any event, with this NCAA case, the... um, complainants, the appellants were complaining that the NCAA is essentially um, violating antitrust laws because the the student athletes are complaining that they should be entitled to some forms of compensation. Right now, sure, they get get tuition, they get room and board, they get their books. Um, In many cases, they even get a stipend for outside expenses. But what they're actually getting is very limited in, in when you stand it up against what the colleges and universities are getting. That's they're right. making billions and billions of dollars yep. off of the, the blood, sweat, and tears, literally, of these student-athletes. So the court said, well, these student-athletes... Tim, I just want to put sure. this in context for people. You know, you can imagine back in the day if Ernie or Marvin... Uh, during the heyday of PC, just as an example, if they could have, you know, spent an afternoon signing autograph pictures at Tasca or someplace like that, they, they could have made good money. You know, uh, in many ways, I think the PC team is the best example because in many ways it almost operates like a professional team around here. But the star players for the PC basketball team right now, they can't, you know, go to it. Like, I'll just use that example. They can't go to a car dealership and say, I'm going to sign autographs for an hour. No. So but the Supreme Court, yes, yeah. the Supreme Court said, you know, it's certainly uh, if these students want to get um, post-grad internships, it's all has to be under the umbrella of the university. Now, the NCAA brought up in its arguments and the Supreme Court addressed, well, you know, if a, um, football player, basketball player, whatever, um, say, well, guess what? After you graduate, we'll give you an internship for a year and we'll pay you a million dollars. Well, that's not going to be a legitimate internship. You can't try to phony up um, giving them money for their performance and call it an internship. But there's legitimate carve-outs that the court has made for um, uh, student-athletes um, getting other sources of money or support while they are college athletes. But that's just starting to break the dam open. Um, Judge Gorsuch and especially Judge Kavanaugh really scolded the NCA for violating antitrust. And both Kavanaugh especially commented if this was any other type of business, You'd never be allowed to operate this way because of the antitrust. It's price fixing. It's salary fixing. They fix everything. And there's no way really for the student athletes to fight back. What's going to happen next? And we probably talked about it six months ago. There's another case that's percolating through the system. It will follow up nicely with this case. As you say, let's assume a student athlete wants to go on TV and run ads for a car dealership or a a real significant student athlete wants to start um, advertising for some sneaker company or some athletic wear company um, for millions and millions of dollars. If and when student athletes can start to trade on their 
fame or their athletic ability while they're still students and still quote unquote amateurs, that's going to, in many ways, ruin college athletics because oh, yeah. if you're Absolutely. if you're a marquee player there's about five or six universities in the big yep. media markets where you're going to go and you're never going to talk about pc or uri you're never going to go to a small state small campus small media market if you think you've got the ability you're going to go to the big markets where you think that you can monetize your skills yeah. Um, to do TV commercials or promote products, et cetera. And the playing field, which right now isn't very level, is going to really be skewed. Um, and I think at that point, college athletics will be beyond repair. You won't be yeah. able to fix it. They'll be able to guarantee income, I, I think, Tim. You know, if you're oh. a, a certain school and you get the boosters and you have some, you know, some alum that maybe, you know, have, as I said, I'll use the car dealers as a good example. They could say to an athlete, listen, if you come here, we can guarantee you, you're going to make 500,000 a year in endorsement deals. And boom, that's going to be the difference of uh, one school's offering you 50,000 or 100,000. And you have some other high profile schools that, and again, basketball will be the big winner because there's so many different football players, but I agree with you. It's going to forever change. And Tim Dodd, do you see anything that could stop this train from leaving the station? No, it's going to happen. No. The right, yeah. the, there are several cases that are taking on the position that students are being denied other um, money-earning opportunities to trade off of their name, their likeness, um, all of these things. And if that one of those cases gets to the Supreme Court as currently constituted, I, I would foresee the, the justices and probably another 9-0 decision ruling that these at student athletes should be able to make money off their name, their license, and yeah. um, whatever they can do to earn money. Sure. It's going to uh, really, really change how um, college athletics works. Um, yes. And I don't... For those athletes who are out there, you know, risking life and limb and in permanent injury, if, you know, we see some grisly horrific accidents which occur out on the basketball court or out on the football field, um, those men and women who are out there should be compensated in my view, yep. but it's going to skew in favor, as I said, the big markets, the big media markets, the big schools with big endowments and... Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to just respectfully I don't want to go up, but disagree with that, because and I'll tell you why. For instance, Boston, Boston, the city of Boston, it's, it's not a big college basketball town because you have the Celtics and you have the Patriots and the Red Sox. So let's just say you're trying to decide between Boston College or Kentucky. Now, Kentucky, they don't have a pro team. So the the the, the Wildcats, have, that, that is considered that's like the pro team there. And it's treated that way and sold out. I think like the athletes of Kentucky would make a lot more money than say someone that plays at St. John's or, you know, like the, like Alabama, that's, there is no professional team for football. Alabama is, it's the closest thing to a football uh, pro team. And so it dominates. Same thing with Oklahoma, Nebraska. I think in some of those particular markets uh, for basketball and also football, there's where the real money's going to be. We're much like Providence College. We don't have a pro team here, so PC is almost like our our pro team. And and that certainly is a good counter counterpoint. Yeah. But let's assume you're going to Clemson. That may not be the biggest media market, but if you're on a national championship team it's a every big year, team. yes, that, now you're oh. going to get national endorsement yes. deals, and you don't really care about the local market. Right. But, good point. Yes. Folks, he is our uh, legal analyst, attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, great job, and we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend 
on MEGA, M-E-G-A, Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA, Logistics, 401 431 2300. I can breathe clearly now, my mask is gone. Nothing but a big smile for all to see. Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air my lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, 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 beautiful air. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram are also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com in an accident someone hits your vehicle it's damaged in some way pick up the phone and call west fountain auto body 401-272-3340 they're located 400 west fountain street in providence folks as you're riding along you just never know you could be dealing with a drunk driver someone not paying attention how about the people texting and driving if you ever damage your vehicle call west fountain auto body 401-272-3340 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401 401- 272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340.